What's up, guys? Good afternoon. My name is Jason Payne, the host of the Sexy Business Status Podcast. I got my boy here, Tyler Hutchings of Solar Detach and Reset. Um, and uh, I, I don't know what episode we're on, probably a 10 or 11, 12, somewhere around there. Um, and uh, but yeah, so I was I I want to bring on a lot of people, but Ty was one of the ones that stood out to me because he and I work together in the roofing industry and he actually has created a business that is a niche that I either want to buy in with you or want to go into com competition against you because it's <laughs> such a good uh, it's such a good niche. I love it. So we're going to jump into that and and chat about what you do and how you can help other roofing contractors and and then also talk about your business, you know, where you started a year ago, mm -hmm. you know, you started working with us a little bit and and uh, <clears throat> I don't want to say I'm your mentor, but you've asked me a couple questions and I've tried to help you out and help you grow and oh, yeah. and do that stuff. So we're going to reach into there too. If that's cool. Absolutely. Let's do it. So Ty, um, so solar detach and reset. How long have you guys been in business? So three and a half years to be exact. So going on four here okay. and um, you know, I, I'd say was running around like a chicken with my head cut off for most of that until about six months ago where okay. it's really started taking off and escalating. Yeah. And, and so chicken with your head cut off because <laughs> yeah. the, the, most of our listeners are entrepreneurs, either startups or doing a little bit. They might have a couple employees. Mm -hmm. They have some sort of cash flow, some sort of revenue, some sort of client list, nothing crazy, but they're trying to grow and scale their business, right? Yeah. Just like yeah. you are, just like I am. Mm -hmm. Um, so that, that's it. That's most of our audience, not all of it, but most of it. Mm -hmm. And so that being said, you say chicken, their head cut off to de describe that with you personally, your business, your family, your wife, you have kids, mm -hmm. um, describe what the chicken with your head cut off analogy. What does that look like? Yeah. Or know, what did it look like absolutely. for the first three years of your business? You know, what it came down to is I was doing everything. And, and so when, when I'm, you know, going and finding the customers, developing the relationships, uh, doing the bids, closing the deals, going out to do the jobs, you know, doing service work on jobs if there's issued, mm -hmm. uh, doing, doing mm -hmm. accounting, doing invoicing, um, I, I, I'm working in my business so much. I, I, I knew what systems and processes were, but I didn't even have time to think about creating one because I was... You know, I didn't have a team, so or or implementing it. Yeah, or yeah. Sometimes you create so something far. and you're like, "Dude, this is awesome." Yeah, and then you're like, "Wait, I totally forgot to like make it work for yeah. me." Yeah, like, <laughs> oh, that would be a great idea if I could ever get there one day. And sure. so, how do you start getting there? And it's it's stop doing the tasks, start start hiring people, and start trusting and realizing you know um, mistakes are going to get made. People mm -hmm. aren't perfect. I think a comment you, you dropped on me one time is, look, you're going to get a one-star review eventually, which I'd like to talk to you because I actually just got my first one last week. Congratulations. From a hater. <gasps> From not a hater. So even better, right? Because now I got, I got my first hater. Congratulations. That means you're doing something. And a one-star review. I don't know if it's a real one-star review. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. But, Good. Congratulations but, um, on both. You. Yeah, thank you very much. I'm excited. It's fantastic. About. And then um, actually the same week, got another hater that dropped another one-star review. And both of these are similar companies that do what I do in other states with very similar names. So it's mm. exciting to start seeing these things pop up and, Making a wave. And, 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 you know, it's lighting a fire under my butt to say, okay, let's, what's the next state we need to get into, but also don't go too, don't, don't go too wide. Don't spread too thin. So yeah. do it right. Get the systems processes built here, which is really what we're focusing on right now in our business. Now that we have our team and I have time to do it. 
So yeah. who's your who's your first? You said team. Who's your first hire? <clears throat> so our our first hire was um, someone to handle scheduling and just and just help with scheduling. So well, like appointment setting, appointment setting, scheduling. Like, like hey, my easy. name's my name's yeah. Jason Payne on State Forty Eight Roofing. I need you to come give me a quote to pull off thirty panels off of a house so I can do the refill on the tile. There, that and and we get a ton of emails coming in because remember we have this little side thing called bird guard we do occasionally uh-huh. we work uh-huh. with a lot of solar companies yep. so these emails are firing in we're scheduling that and moving those around too uh, so, i mean from however they're coming in phone call email yeah. text message All but, of it. but yep. you're getting leads and you need to dispatch you or a sales rep out there to go look at them boom yeah. so that was your first that was your first hire yep the second one was uh someone to help with the field uh, operations just to run the crews we had two crews I was out putting out fires. I was making sure they had all the material they needed. Guys were showing up, you know, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. have a field supervisor. So that was the next thing. So I pulled so myself a, out a of middleman. That. So those mm-hmm. are those of you listening in the contracting space. Um, the number one position that people undervalue is the middleman because oh. you have the owner and then you have the actual crews, and then they don't want to pay the supervisor, or the superintendent, the whatever job title you want to give them. Right, the field manager, field supervisor. Mm-hmm. People don't want to pay that that forty to seventy five thousand dollar position. Because they think it's dead weight and it doesn't work, and there's and they're not making you any money in return. Mm-hmm. They're saving you a ton of time, quality control, all kinds of yep. things. So yep. that was your second hire. Yeah, I'll tell you, we we, we pay him seventy k a year for that role, and it's worth every penny. Absolutely. Because if uh, not, if not, who's doing it? Oh, I, I'm you. doing it. I'm doing it. <laughs> you exactly. And, and you know, being on the back end of six months and seeing the growth we've had after putting trust in in this kind of thing, you know, you don't do it any other way because. You, you cannot grow it to where you want to be if you're spending time putting out fires. It's impossible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Love it. And, and so now we have a sales rep. Um, you met Connor I think mm-hmm. a couple times. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, he's, he's killing it. But Connor's he, not your field supervisor. You have no, another person. He's, a, he's just doing sales. Yeah. Just sales. Just estimating sales. So he's kissing roof, butt, taking, kissing babies, taking names. Meeting roofing estimators on site. Yep. Providing, you know, closing deals with the roofers. Is there. he straight commission or is he base plus? He was doing both, but we're moving him to straight commission next month and getting him a truck with its wrapped. Yeah. And Love it. and taking all his salary away and bumping him a little bit. Get him we, hungry. I think, I think we actually talked about that negotiation, which yep. has happened, and now it's going into place next month, which I'm excited about because now he's not driving his freaking white Ultima around to do site visits. Yeah. You know, who what do you want? A white Ultima pulling up to your to your to your house to do a site visit, pulling a ladder out of the trunk, a little giant ladder, or someone with a nice wrapped truck that says solar detached reset on the side. Yeah, who are we gonna are we gonna lose the bid? Yep, to, to it's the, all dude, it's all and and I don't care who you are. If you show up in a wrapped vehicle, nice clean wrapped vehicle, and someone shows up in a, a non wrapped white Nissan Ultima, one you're probably gonna just by looks you're get you have a better chance of getting it. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean you are. You just have a better chance. Mm-hmm. Number two is you can also this is a fact by the way based off of studies and research you can actually charge more if you show up in a wrapped vehicle with shirts hats. Mm-hmm. All of the all of the rap swag, everything. Instead of uh, I see roofers all the time. Actually, one, when I first hired Jesse, you met Jesse Bald Jesse mm-hmm. lives in uh, Gold Canyon. One of my sales reps. But when when we hired him, it took us a little bit to get uh, his shirts in, his hats in, whatnot. And he wears flip flops when he's not. He literally wear flip flops and then put shoes on, go do his roof inspection, get down, and let it put flip flops back on because he loves flip flops. Mm-hmm. He's from Minnesota, so he loves the Arizona heat and the sun and whatnot. And um, funny enough, so he. Bald head, didn't have a hat, didn't have polos yet, so he was just wearing like a shirt and flip flops, selling a roof, mm-hmm. right? And I'm like, and he even said he's like, I wonder how many deals I le- I lost mm-hmm. because I didn't have 
company swag mm-hmm. and his truck wasn't wrapped yet. It was still it was getting, you know, proofs and then dropping it off, getting it wrapped, all that crap. So he didn't have a wrapped vehicle, didn't have a hat or a shirt or a polo. And um I think he didn't have a business card. And this is the first like two weeks while he started. But, yeah. then, but but he was looking at twenty houses a week. And he's like, I wonder how many of those I lost. That That's hour. such a great question. <laughs> and that your, your employees are asking that tells you you're hiring for the right culture for sure. Like yeah. Connor and I are talking about that all the time, even even from the same truck scenario. Let's go back and look at the last hundred jobs. How many more would you have won if you had a wrap truck doing them all? Yeah. You know, you start how much more money would you have made? And how many more eyeballs could have seen it apart from like closing deals? Jeez. How many how many that. miles and miles yeah. and miles? I mean, yeah. just ballpark, you guys, maybe not your installers, but the Connors and your field supervisor and you, mm-hmm. on average, you minimum thirty five thousand, closer to forty, if not fifty thousand miles a year on your trucks. Easy, easy. And and since we wrapped it too, which I I owe it 100% to you for getting these things wrapped. Uh, sure. And because and, it's not cheap to wrap a vehicle. And 3000 bucks. Yeah, you got to throw your damn wallet over the fence. And once you do it, I've had roofers running up, at least half a dozen, running up to me at gas stations and stoplights, throwing their business cards in my window because they need a guy like me so bad. So I can't tell him how many relationships. So I'm telling you, we're going to go into out, business or I'm going to start another uh, knockoff of Solar Detect because <laughs> there's such a niche to it because yeah. you. All, there's there's 900 roofing contractors in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it's Phoenix Metro or I think it's the, in the entire state. From registered what, what in told. the state. Yep. Registered in the state. And out of all of them, maybe 2% of them have either a GC license or an electrical license in order to pull the solar off mm-hmm. and or have the team or the skill set to pull it off. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's massive, massive need. And solar is getting put up right and left. It's a hot, it's a hot topic right now, right? And it has been for the past five years in the valley, and it's not going away. Yeah, and and um, just to talk about skill set really quick on it, you know, it's 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 more than just a, your typical solar installer who's installing the same thing every day, the newest product, you know, opening out a brand new out of a box, right? We have to know how to work on dozens of different types of systems, sure. twenty-year-old systems, you know, old booby trap things out there that weren't done correctly that are waiting to shock us yeah, on the roof when we get was, up there. Yeah, assuming it know? was installed right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, and and inspectors don't get on the roof. You yeah, know? so of so, so and that's where we're doing all of our work is is up there. So I mean, I've got all kinds of stories. We don't have the time to talk about the, this crap sure. that we pulled off the roof. But sure, sure. Um, that may be good for that podcast in the future. But, there you go. But 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 yeah, it's you know it's definitely a, a specialized skill, and so we do tons of technical talks with our teams all the time about you know we'll have this week we're focusing on one type of inverter and just training on it and, and, and constantly training. So well, let's talk about training. How often are you are you spending? How many employees do you have now? Yeah, so we're at a dozen. At a dozen employees? Yeah, a dozen employees now. How many did you have twelve months ago before you met me? <sighs> Probably, gosh, one, two, three. Four, five, maybe six, maybe five or six. Yeah, so more than double yeah. in employees. More than double. Yeah, love pay, it. Payroll, love payrolls it. goes up, and it's scary at first, but you got to slingshot it back. You know, then you get used to it. Then you're just like, oh, cool. Like my payroll is a hundred thousand dollars a week. Yeah, every Friday, hundred grand figures. a week, and I had a bunch of old vehicles with no vehicle payments, and now we're getting starting to get these trucks, and it's like and you get payments on. You're like, oh my gosh, the truck payments. I'm like, bro, stop thinking how much it costs and think how much line. it's making you. What's it making you? Which is easy once we see what these other ones are doing. But also, just try, keep driving that top line, right? Keep pushing that top line, increase that, and and and, and make it work. Because you know, if you're going to drive around a crap, crappy vehicle, an old truck that you can't wrap, um, your competition's going to beat you out. You know, that someone else is going to come in and wrap trucks and start doing it, having some competition in other states. Like I said, lights a fire under your butt. You know, you you have to go big. Yeah, I don't think there's any other way. Yeah. So. 
so what, <clears throat> what those that, those that are listening, like I said, you started your business three and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, you only had about for the first three years, you only had about three or four or five, six employees. Yeah, total? I, I, well, I hired my cousin. That was my first employee. Me and my cousin were out there on the roof. Um, you know, I and just knocking out these jobs, doing a lot of bird proofing. You know, I remember our first company party when I had two employees, our first Christmas party mm-hmm. after being in business for a full year and promising the guys, like, look, I know bird proofing and cleaning up bird poop sucks. And I promise, like, we're going to stop doing that and we're going to do detach and reset. Like, that's what we're, I don't know how we're going to do it yet, but we're going to find out. And, and once I heard about you and, and started getting some mentorship from you, I was like, this is, this is how we're going to do it. What, and, I, what, and we I, have. what did I tell you about the bird pooping? What did I tell you to do? Oh, man, put, I don't want to say put it on the back burner, but don't. I, I think you said out of every 10 posts you do, maybe spend one maybe on it. So give it maybe 5, 10% of your time. But you need to, I need to have all my primary focus on what's making me money. Yeah, well, if, and, and those that are listening, say this out loud. Do you want 10 full roofs? Or do you want 10 repairs? Mm-hmm. It also depends on what your profitability is on those mm-hmm. because I actually make more money on repairs than I do full roofs. Mm-hmm. But full roofs, I can, it's volume and it helps me, it helps me to scale, gives me more exposure. Yeah, there's more risk taken on, but repairs are much more profitable. Mm-hmm. Um, but with you, I said, if you can do 10 bird guard, you know, jobs or 10 detach and reset jobs, which one would you do? I think we equi- equivalent one BP job or bird guard job to about six. I'm sorry, I'm saying that backwards. One yeah. detach and reset job to about six bird guard jobs, just from a, for in revenue in revenue standpoint. So, so it's a six to one ratio. You have to do six bird guard jobs in order to do one detach. Yeah, and, it, and, it, and on average, you know. It, and that's six different houses, six different clients, mm-hmm. six different locations, mm-hmm. um, six different systems that you have to prove, no matter what the panels are, but six different Warranties I got to hold. Yeah, yeah, warranties, all that stuff. Or you go to one house one day, right? Mostly Mm -hmm. one day. Yeah, yeah. Or I mean, you know, one day there and then one day to go put it back on. Mm -hmm. But like, so basically two days and or six of the other ones. Like, yeah. And and it's just it's hard to hire employees for a, a dirty job like that. You know, we do it. We go do it. We'll take care of it. That's kind of our entry level for our, our install crews is you got to start off doing BP, learning how to walk on the roofs and treat the panels, and then yeah. you advance into the detached reset crews. And and that's really where we can start attracting some some better talent, guys that actually want to, you know, tinker and learn and figure out all these systems and, and grow, grow into positions. Well, that and when you do bird guard, you're not going sh- to zap yourself, whereas when yeah. you start doing detached reset, like yeah. you, got, you got volts that could literally go through your entire body and freaking yeah. turn you into a, a, a crispy... Cheese crisp. Yeah, you know it's it, we we got electricity and heights, you know both yeah. that we're dealing with every day, and now heat coming on us. So there's all kinds of things trying to trying to take us down out there. What is, what is your biggest like? So with my kids, we call it high low buffalo. You ever heard mm-hmm. of that? No. So high low buffalo is so our kids at the end of the day going to bed, we'll ask them to like, hey, give me a high, give me yeah. something like super awesome that you did today. Yeah. And the low is like something that sucked, you know, someone hurt your feelings or you know kicked you or you had a bad grade or whatever, uh-huh. uh, or lost your soccer ball. And then the Buffalo is like something random. Yeah. Okay. That's what's Buffalo. Like what the hell is Buffalo doing? No, yeah. it's just something random. Yeah. So, uh, obviously your high is you're killing it. You're having record setting months, record setting years, right? You're hiring people going great. Yeah. Low is, I mean, we can go into lows all the time. Yeah. But what's your, in, in regards to a Buffalo as a business owner, uh-huh. what has your Buffalo been that like three years in, you're like, I had no idea that I had to pay this. Or no idea that I had to like 
implement this into my business uh-huh. or X or Y or Z. Give me some some random give our audience some random fact like being three years in, you're like, I had no idea that as a business owner, I would have to learn this, implement this, buy this, teach this, train this. What's the first thing that came to your mind just now? Oh man, you know, it has to do with marketing. I think that's mm. what's the biggest Ooh, un- unknown okay. for okay. me, right? I'm a technician. Um, Michael Gerber says it well when he says I had an entrepreneurial seizure as a technician and say, I'm going to go start a business one day. Um, and so I, I guess from the marketing standpoint, I didn't even have a Facebook account before I, when I started a business, and I never planned on having one. Mm. And so it was three years ago, three years ago, even eight months ago, you know, yeah. and before I whooped your ass and said, dude, now you're killing it. I had to go create an account. Literally. I didn't have one. You didn't, you didn't have Instagram though. I, you, you had, I think you had a half ass Facebook. I, I might've like that. I created just years ago and then it was like, <laughs> had to brush the cobwebs off of it. Maybe sure, sure. I had like six friends. So that's funny. And, and so I never saw myself going like this with a camera comfortably sure. every day and seeing the value multiple in times it. a day, multiple times a day, every day, and just pushing value into in, into the social media world. Like that, that that's not not me being on a podcast. You know, I'm a pretty introverted guy, so I guess sure, just how the business has changed me and pulled me out of that shell and and you know forced me to grow as a, you know, a person as well. Yeah, Mark, yeah, you know? taking selfie videos and putting on Facebook and Instagram. You didn't think you'd ever have to do that when you're doing, you know, mm-hmm. scooping up bird shit off of a roof right. and now now pulling solar panels off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, who would have thought that I need to, you know, learn how to use a camera and learn how to use social media mm-hmm. and and post and, and educate and add value? Yeah, and, and you know, to say some, something else on the Buffalo, too, for me is my, I, I grew up with a scarcity mindset. Mm. And that seeing that change, you know, buying, the, I, I never, never thought I would buy a new vehicle ever in my life. Not that guy. Right. Sure. And, but, but seeing how, okay, what does it take to get attention? What does it take to, to turn some heads and some eyeballs? Well, you got to go buy that truck. So, so, so trying to learn how to eliminate the scarcity mindset, you know, it's a voice in your head and you know, you got to tell it to shut the F up sometimes and, and, sure. and say, no, you're like, that's not what we need to do. We need to, we need to push you know, we need to dominate space. Well, and that's a, there, that's a shameless plug for my coaching business, right? For sexy business status is that contractors like you, right? Doing however many, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars a year in revenue. And I'm like, Hey, like if you implement these four or five, six things and you, and you, the best thing about having a coach is one, that scarcity mindset. When you come with me, there's no scarcity. I'm like, you need to be doing 5 million in two years. You're like, what? Mm-hmm. I'm like, yes, you need to be doing 3 million next year. What? What'd you do the year before you met me? Um, I, we did ballpark in revenue, 300,000, 300,000. And this past year, what'd you do this past year? We, we closed out at about 900,000 900,000. Uh, yeah. What'd you do in the first three months of 2023 this quarter quarter one? What'd you do quarter one? We're already at about, I, I gotta go double check the numbers, but I want to say we're close to 300,000 already in the first quarter. So we're on so, track to do 1.2. I'm hoping to push and escalate growth even more. And try, I'm shooting for 1.5 this year. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. So 300, and then you met me, and not that I did it, but you know, just get, getting around like-minded people. You have to see someone. When he talks about the scarcity mindset, someone could explain that to me, and it's not going to do anything. Sure. you, you got to see someone. Oh, that's what he means. Like doing it. Doing it, and get behind them, and watch, and learn that way. That's how I learn. You know, i got to see sure. Yeah, that's that's huge. And so part of like having a coach is one that keep you accountable because I'll randomly text you or call you or you'll do that to me and I'll mm-hmm. be like, hey, what are you doing? Hey, what are you doing? You know, hey, I don't see you. I, you yeah. know, you lost my attention. Yeah. Um, 
or like, hey, what's your next tire? What's your next tire? And then your wife got involved, mm-hmm. right? Just recently, yeah. yeah, in the marketing, she hopped back into it. You know, she was actually helping with scheduling. What that that does not go well with with me and her trying yep. to figure that out. Yep, we went yep. really quick, so she Good hopped to out to to raise our you know our kids to be a stay at home mom, and and we started saying, hey, I need someone to help with scheduling because I'm watching these guys. They've got these up uh, these these marketing people who are just all day going around mm-hmm. and, and and focused on building relationships, maintaining relationships, getting right. their brand and exposure out. And right. and she's, she was interested in that stuff, and she liked it, and she wanted to do it. So she's been hopping back in, changing her social media posts now. Now she's getting uncomfortable to get comfortable holding and the phone she's like an introvert, too. She does not like camera. No, oh, she, she, re, she, she re, retook that first video probably 10 times at least, you know? But now <laughs> she's, ki- she's killing it, you know? We, we were at a... Uh, Love it. We were at an event the other day, and someone that we wanted to meet got up and spoke and we said, Oh, we got to connect with them. And right after they spoke, they took off and they were leaving. And like other people were still giving speeches. She said, I'll be right back. She gets up like a, like a killer walks straight through this thing, goes and hunts her down in the parking lot, finds her, sets up a, uh, a, a meeting. They're going to go to some happy hour and, and, and connect and network and, and boom. So I've just been so, so proud of her. So impressed with her. She's been it's awesome. Great. Yeah. It's great. So <clears throat> apart from the Buffalo, um, what, what is what? What's your what's your next move? Yeah. So, where you at right now? And know. then, to, so you're on track to do one point two. Mm-hmm. You need to do another three hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Apart from what you're on track to do, mm-hmm. so you need to up up your game. Mm-hmm. What's your what's your next move right now? We're in April of twenty twenty three. What's your next move uh, for the next you know three months? So, I saw a few things. One, I need another sales guy. It's not good to have one sales guy, Warner. Need two. Why? This is huge. Pay attention. So he has one. How many super field superintendents, field supervisors do you have? One. You have one, and you have one sales rep. Mm-hmm. He's Ty's going to tell you, and then I'm going to compliment him. He's going to tell you why having one person in one category is is super super freaking dangerous. Mm-hmm. Very dangerous. Why? They get too comfortable, and and they they don't need to. Every when everything is coming into one sales rep in terms of the, the leads. Um, Things are going to get dropped and missed, like the small things. You know, it's it, it you know may, may not be as high of a priority versus the big things. They get picky and choosy, um, mm-hmm. and and there's nothing pushing them. You know, there's healthy competition is such a good thing that I'm learning, especially from a sales role. So, um, I think that when you you're forced as a sales rep to go out and and develop your own relationships and kill it and bring it home yourself, otherwise. Your your partner or your your coworker is gonna sure. go do it, um, you know. I think it, it's just gonna create that much drive because you know how many relationships I I built before hiring a salesperson, and then I, I hand all those to my first sales guy and say, "Here you go, buddy. You're here's yeah. all, here's low all, ha- low hanging fruit. Yeah, you're just gonna get spoon fed for all, all the work that I put in. But sure. what's gonna drive him? Why why is he gonna, what's gonna stop him from sitting there and saying thanks, Ty, and just keep on collecting? Well, and what happens you know? when you when you as you grow, you generate more leads, and you generate too many leads for him to to handle. Then you said, then he gets picky and choosy. Mm-hmm. Then this, like think follow about follow ups, follow ups go to the wayside. Yeah, what's what's a follow up when you're getting so many hot leads? You don't need a follow up because they're just falling in your lap. You pick the two or three that you want, mm-hmm. and your numbers look great, so you make the owner look great. But in return, you're actually doing a shit job mm-hmm. compared to what you should be. Mm-hmm. What happens if he wants to go on vacation? Yeah. What happens if he gets sick? Yep. What happens if some uh, he gets hurt, mm-hmm. whether it's on the job or off the job, mm-hmm. right? There's a ton of things, and guess what happens to your sales? Oh. They go to zero. What happens? You all of a sudden become the sales rep again. 
Yeah. So you go out of the CEO role, you go down to the sales role, mm-hmm. right? And that could be for a month or three months or whatever <clears throat> until you hire and train somebody. So by only having one, you're really at a disadvantage. I love that you said friendly competition because mm-hmm. I have eight sales reps. Mm-hmm. I just hired my ninth right now. He's nice. in training. And they all fight in a good way. They all fight against each other. Like F you, man. Like you're not going to be like, be like, enjoy, enjoy the number one spot for now. Like I'm going to go, you know, I have three refills coming in for 80 grand and blah, blah, blah. And they do that back and forth. And it's nice because when you only have one person, your egos get so big and so inflamed because you mm-hmm. think you're the shit because mm-hmm. there's nobody else to be like, to, there's no, there's no pressure. There's no accountability behind it. Mm-hmm. It's just like, he's the guy mm-hmm. and there's only one. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's huge. And that's why I think also coaching is so important because as a business owner, when you do start hiring and you do start getting the trucks and you do start getting, you know, some, some attention and some haters and some this and some that your ego gets big. And then all of a sudden you think I don't need coaching or I don't need that accountability or this or that. And then you go stagnant and then you start, you lose momentum. Yep. Absolutely. And so there's nobody constantly keeping that pressure, you know, like someone just breathing over your neck, right mm-hmm. over your shoulder to keep you going. And so that's where having a coach is huge because as a CEO, who's above you as a business owner? Nobody, right? No offense. Your wife is not above you in the the business. Like you are the guy. Now she might be next to you or right beside you helping you out, but very, very few, if any spouses are going to, they'll support you, Mm -hmm. but like pushing you out of your comfort zone to grow, Mm -hmm. that's like almost oh, oh, just not, not really a thing. No, it's no. just not. It's, they want the best. They want you to succeed. They want you to kick ass, but to like, Hey, what are you doing? No. Hey, get your ass up or Hey, stay later. Hey, go earlier. Hey, put in an extra hour. Hey, let's do this. Hey, let's do that. Mm-hmm. It's just not really a thing Mm-mm. unless your spouse is working in it 100% with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so that's my question is who, and that could be for a guy, girl swap, right? It could mm-hmm. be, you know, you could be the woman and be the breadwinner. And then, you know, as your husband pushing you and keeping you accountable and Hey, what's the next growth? What's the next level that from 1.2 to 1.5, you do 1.2, your wife is tickled pink and you're a kicking ass cause you did over a million. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And I'm pissed because you did 1.2, not 1.5. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the difference. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, it's a, we, we like to call ourselves a better way company. Uh, and that's, like you said, don't get stagnant, right? Don't become stagnant. That's one right. of our core values, actually, is don't be stagnant. And Love it. And oh, you have core values? We got core values, yeah. It, How long ago did you put those in? Uh, about six months ago. Yeah. yeah, love it, love it. Yeah, you got you got to hire for culture. You know, you have to hire for culture. You can't hire for talent. You'll just keep spinning the wheel. So you, you mentioned meetings, and I love that you said you have core values. Uh-huh. Love that. Talk to me about training and meetings. How often do you have them? Why do you have them? Pros and cons and all that. Yeah, so... Every single day, our field has a tech talk meeting and a safety meeting. Um, so we go over safety and, and uh, some technical. Uh, is this over Zoom or face to face? This is this is face to face before our crews are leaving the job at your office. At, at our office with okay. our field supervisor doing doing the trainings and and I, honestly, that's what I love hopping in the tech talks just because sure it's my it's my one little chance to get in and still talk technical and and yeah, you give know, a nugget. Give a nugget on, sure. on some stuff that I've seen from a long time ago. So every um, every morning you meet and you do some sort of training. Every morning, every single morning, we're doing safety and technical because. So well, real quick, those yeah. those listening, if you are growing and scaling a business, or you want to start a business, or you do have a business and you're not doing those things, you you need to establish core values immediately because that's how you keep your team on track, mm-hmm. and that's how you keep everybody aligned with the mission is your mission is aligned with your core values. Anybody that goes off of those core values, they're going away from your mission and your vision and you need to bring it back in. It's kind of like the the commandments or the law or the rules mm-hmm. for your business. And if they're going away from those core values, 
you need to bring them back in and realign them or they got to go. Yeah, absolutely. Right? And okay. It, and, and, and it's it's an accountability measure now because you can go back totally. and you can reference the core values and say, hey, look, you know, we talked about this on day one, you know, and, and you're straying here. And and, and it, 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 it's just huge to um, you got to care about your people in their personal lives and and, and want to grow them more than just ask them to produce for you all the time. You sure. Know what I mean, you got to buy in. So, have I have I I'm going to call you on the spot. Have huh? you done PPS with your with your guys yet? Um, personal, personal, professional, financial goals. Half of them. So I'll, 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 I'll have answer is I have a half of them that half I've gotten them. through. Okay. And you know, the problem I'm struggling with is is systems. It's I need something that's a on my calendar that's a frequent, consistent. Okay, we're gonna go do PPFs with all of them. What is it, how often do you do it? Every four months. Here's every day. quarter. Here's every the, here's the tracking measures. Here's all the here's all their PPFs and 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 so I need I need. Because right now it's in notes on my phone, you know. So I dude, that's I, all you need though. To, oh, yeah. Like, remember this: reduce and simplify. I mm-hmm. learned this MLDS. I learned this from my church. Mm-hmm. They, they had a huge talk because they're trying to. They're talking about how they, all these kids are in like seventeen different programs. They're doing ice skating and piano and baseball and basketball and volleyball and and math and after school lacrosse and like doing all these things. They're going hundred miles an hour. They're like, hey, reduce and simplify, right? Like, cut out, cut out the craziness and and. Mm-hmm. It hit me really hard, and so reduce and simplify. So you you can do it on a computer, mm-hmm. or just on a Word doc, mm-hmm. or you can do it in your notes, mm-hmm. and literally write down your three. Write down Connor goal goal three goals for P, for personal, three for professional, three for financial. Yeah, write down those three, and then write the date above it. Right, you yeah. know, uh, April twenty sixth, two thousand twenty three, and then you write those down, and then quarter two go back and say, hey, these are your goals whether there's numbers behind them or when you want to complete them or working on them and you go through those, but do it with all of them, yeah. all six year in place mm-hmm. and then put it on your calendar, literally just Google calendar Boom. and go there and be like, Hey, and then, uh, you know, quarter two and in a quarter two going into quarter three, you just put it on there. You just do one a day. They're mm-hmm. already at the office, right? Yep. Every day have one come in. If you have five or six, have one come in 10, 10 20, 30 minutes before mm-hmm. on So Monday, Connor comes in 30 minutes early. On Tuesday, X person comes in 30 minutes early, and you do all of them, 30 minutes, and you're done. Yeah. Because you go over and say, hey, let's go over your, your PPFs, where you're at. Have you accomplished any of them? If you have, awesome. If you haven't, okay, cool. And then what's the next step? If they already completed one, set another goal. Yeah. And if they haven't, then okay, where are you at? Because some of those goals take a while to complete. Sometimes mm-hmm. it might take... Like buy, like buying a house, it's not like oh thirty days later I bought a house. You but know, are, are you stagnant? Or are you moving? Are you yeah, moving uh, yeah. Where, where's your progression? Are yeah. are you yeah? Are you going backwards? Mm-hmm. Did you give up on it, or are you you haven't done jack shit with it, or are you making progress? And we just need to continue with that progress. So what do you see? Because I've started to see it a little bit just in, in doing it with half my employees. But what do you see in them when you're talking about this stuff? Like, I mean, because for me it's like. It's blowing their mind that someone even cares to talk about this. They've never had this experience before right. with another employer. I mean, it's developing loyalty. Like this, this guy cares about Dude, I have, me. I have seventy-five employees. Yeah, and almost all of them will fall on the sword for me mm-hmm. because I give a shit because I care about them. And you're right, nobody does this. Mm-hmm. Most, mo- especially bit like corporate guys, big businesses, no, corporate America. Nobody does this because they don't give a shit. They just don't. And. Uh, small business owners don't do it either because it's all about them and like I want to grow my business and my brand and my this and my that and my profit and my money and my 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 me me me. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> when they when you realize that the reason why you have a business is to help your 
employees and your clients. Mm -hmm. In return, you'll be taken care of. Mm -hmm. But like I have 75 employees. I cut 75 mortgages. I, I tell them, they're like, oh, how many properties do you own? I said, I own 75. Yeah. They're like, oh, you own 75 properties? Well, I have 75 employees and they all rent or have a loan on their house. Mm -hmm. So they have rent or mortgage and I pay for those every month. Yeah. So I have 75 homes. Yep. Right. And as a joke, but like your goal is to employ them and build build a, a culture and environment where they could leave if they wanted to, but they don't stay. They stay because they want to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's the biggest differentiator is when you truly understand that when and it be, might be kind of weird, like you said, because like nobody's ever done this before. It's like, dude, I give two shits because if you're focused on them and their goals, we're all selfish, right? That's how we all start. It's all about me, 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 taking care of me and my family, my income, my business, my whatever. Mm -hmm. As employees, same thing. Like I'm here to have this job to make sure I can pay my rent and go to my things on the weekends mm -hmm. and maybe buy my dirt bike and you know and go to the lake and what and buy my buy my kid Target stuff, whatever. Mm -hmm. And so they're selfish too. But when you reach out to them, because what happens as the owner, the owner might be like, "Oh, I have all these goals, aspirations, these dreams, these visions," and you know, $25 million solar detach and reset. And that's great. But then for them, they're like, I'm just, I'm just a hamster. I'm just a cog in the wheel. Mm -hmm. And indirectly they are, they just are right there. They're a means to help you reach, achieve your goals. Mm -hmm. But if you can help them along their way, achieve their goal, their personal goals, mm -hmm. right? Getting out of debt, buying a house, right? Maybe helping out their mother-in-law with something, um, lose 25 pounds, right? Whatever the case may be, put, put a thousand dollars in their savings account. Literally as simple as that. Yeah. Um, yeah. When you make that a priority, they see that you care. They're naturally going to want to come to work more and they're going to be happier and they're going to try a little that little 1% harder to reach the company's goals because you're going down to them and helping bring them up. And this is exactly why coaching is needed because because of this conversation right here, I literally right after this, I will go set a meeting and, and re-kick that, re revamp, be like, boom, that... Not just half. Like, let's get everyone done now. Let's put it on the calendar. Let's go. And you need someone like that telling you this stuff that, so so that you do these things, so that you see this, so that it pushes you into the right direction. Because you just get again so spread thin with everything going on. It's like what what's priority, and, well, and, and you, how do you make it go? You and know? you get into routines, right? Yeah. You get into routines and habits that are good and they help your business. But at the same time, it's like every once in a while you'll you'll have that CEO business owner mentality. But then you go back into the owner operator real fast because mm -hmm. that's where you are. It's where it's comfortable. It's eat. There's more instant gratification. Mm -hmm. A lot of CEO stuff when you're when you're the CEO of your business, you really don't have uh, the. It's very lonely up there because you're by yourself because you're at thirty thousand feet. Nobody else is at ten thousand feet or even ground level. It's hard to get people to see up there for sure. Yes, yeah. and so but when you have somebody that's at thirty or someone that's at forty and sees you and says, hey come up here and come look at this. Mm -hmm. uh, very, very few people see what you're doing. They think you're just hanging out and you're, you know, going to the happy hours and you're doing this and that when it's reality, like you're doing all the back end stuff like, oh, this system got implemented and this process got implemented and mm -hmm. all of a sudden are we have more leads magically, yeah. right? Like all those <laughs> things and people don't, that's what the CEO does, right? Yeah. That's, and that's yeah. how we roll. Yeah. And so that's what I, that'd be my biggest thing, uh, whether it's coaching or like I said, the PPFs, that's something that I learned from my mentor and that I use in my business. And Dory does with 25 employees every three months. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we do that. And now there's people that, I mean, I've had two or three ladies. It doesn't matter if it's a guy or a girl, but two or three ladies specifically in the past uh, this year, in the past 90 days in tears because they hit 
uh, they hit a goal that they've been wanting to forever. One of them was weight loss. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them was actually October of last year. She wanted to take her kid to Disneyland, mm-hmm. and she talked about it in like March of last year. Finally, for Halloween, she was able to take her daughter to Disneyland because once she made enough money, but two, I knew about that, and I helped her financially reach goals to be able to send her to Disneyland with her daughter. That was like a huge, huge one of her PPFs. Yeah. But if you don't know what your employees want, you might be incentivizing them in the wrong way. Yeah. They might not want money. Everybody says, I want money. Some people really don't want money. Mm-hmm. Everybody's like, oh, we all want money. Yeah, but they're going to spend it on stupid shit anyways. Mm-hmm. But instead of that, what if they wanted just a better piece of equipment for work? Mm-hmm. They wanted a nicer tool belt. They want a nice, they want brand new $200 boots instead of the shit ones that you get at Payless or mm-hmm. whatever, mm-hmm. right? And um, so w- when you write down those PPFs, you know what it is. And so it's like, hey, instead of me giving you money, hey, uh, you know, what's the balance on your credit card you want to pay off? Oh, it's 750 bucks. Dude, here's here's 250 bucks for kicking ass. Yeah. But give me your credit card and I'll pay it on your credit card because if not, you're going to spend it on beer and cigarettes or, yeah. or quick trip, right? Yeah. Just stupid stuff. Yeah. And so when you know what their goals are and you help them achieve those goals, naturally your business is going to thrive because they are going to want to achieve the business's goals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think marketing, culture, and systems and processes. You ask me where I'm going. I think it's focusing on those three things hard over the next you know, remainder of this year, and, and seeing where that pushes me. You know, I love your marketing though. Your marketing game is getting on point. I love the orange. Got the trucks. I love the, you, the hashtag yeah. that we put on top of the roof. We just, you know, super excited. We just picked up this drone. We're starting to shoot some photo footage with the with the drone now to get some more attention with that. So, <clears throat> yeah, whatever we can do to catch an eye, we're we're we're. You know, I was ta- actually talking to my wife about. Getting a uh, a train horn for my this truck that we just got. And I'm like, why would totally. I get a train horn? That's obnoxious. Like that's, that's a little punk. I'm like, no, because I can make people think about me with a sound now and getting their subconscious. As I'm driving away, pulling in, it's like, oh, there it goes. And, and I, I think I heard it from you. You were driving away. You honked your horn one time. And I was inside a building. Someone I didn't even know said, oh, there goes Jason. I said, Jason just made at least 20 people in this room think about him by pushing a button on his way out the building just one more time. And that's why he's doing it. It's not. You know, he's, yeah. he's doing it because that's the attention that he wanted when he put I don't, it in. I don't do it when I'm driving by myself on the 60 and there's nobody around. Like, I don't like, oh, look, just push the train horn. No, I do it to scare people and in a funny way, yeah. right? I do it uh, when it, before and after events, pulling up to events. Mm-hmm. They, and it's like, call it cocky, call it stroking your ego, call it whatever. But to me, it's more of getting attention because I'll do it when I, when I show up to an event, like a mixer mm-hmm. or that I hit that. Those that know me know, here comes Jason. And if not, they'll say, who is that? Even mm-hmm. if they say, who is that douchebag or who is that asshole? Like, it's it's me. Mm-hmm. And then they realize that's me. And then they realize who I am. They're like, oh, that's just a way of how he how he gets attention. Mm-hmm. And then when I leave, they're like, oh, Jason's leaving. Mm-hmm. Right? And so that's a, one of the reasons why I do it. I do it in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. I have kids at the schools doing that. Mm-hmm. So when they see me and they see my truck in the driveway, they're like, dude, will you honk your horn? Well, guess what? Those kids have parents and those parents have roofs. Mm-hmm. And so not if, but as like, and all of the kids, almost like a fire truck. I've, I've had random kids mm-hmm. literally hop in my lap and press the horn with yeah. the, you know. You think their mom and dad's not going to buy a roof from you? Yeah. I was oh. like, and it's either going to be two extremes. Either they're going to love me and think it's hilarious <laughs> or they're not going to use me and they think I'm an asshole and they're not going to use me anyways at that point. So yeah. I don't care. Yeah. But those, that extra 10, 20, 30%, you know, that could be five, 10 roofs at 15 grand a pop. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, but more than anything, it's getting attention mm-hmm. and to go in there. So mm-hmm. yeah. Ty, as we, as we wrap up, yeah. um, one, uh, how can our audience get a hold of you? Whether, whether you're a roofer or whether you are a business owner that's looking to get solar, 
um, or already have solar on your roof, you're going to need time. So yeah. what's the fastest, easy way to get a hold of you? SolarDetachPro.com. SolarDetachPro.com. Okay. SolarDetachPro.com. You can find all our contact info there. Uh, there's you, you can submit an email. What about socials? Response. Uh, socials are Ty the Solar Guy. Um, yeah. For the handle. And, um, That's how you're on my phone, by the way. Perfect. Still yeah. Ty the Solar Guy. I typed in detach and nothing came up. And I'm like, how do I not have freaking detach in my phone? And then I typed in solar and then I had, you know, a ton of solar contacts, but it says Ty the Solar Guy. I'm like, oh, it's literally Ty the Solar Guy. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, on maybe, we should, maybe we should switch that to detach. You know, see, that, no. that makes me think, though, right? Yeah. If people are searching detach, how do we, how do we get into that? So. Um, but also on our website, I just wanted wanted to point out we do have a link on there with our preferred roofing partners. It's mm-hmm. Very important we don't ever refer a roofer in, over anyone else to maintain relationships with. I, I think we did a count. Sure. It's, it's about seventy roofers that we have worked with and we're working with. Love it. So if you go there, now, there. you'll check it at, at the very top because of course we we love working with these guys and and the, the companies we keep at the top are because they're they're the best so you'll see him right at right at the top of that list so check that out as well love it awesome. love it cool all right ty appreciate you brother things are hopping on this is the sexy business status podcast i'm your host jason payne my boy tyler hutchings with solar detach and reset uh coming in here drop some bombs uh mostly roofing and solar related but also how to grow and scale your business he's already doing that right now like i said went from three hundred thousand to nine hundred thousand uh, going to clear a million, shooting for 1.2. His end goal is 1.5 by the end of the year. Ty, thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate you. And we'll uh, we'll see you on a roof soon. Awesome. Thanks, man. Right. Good being here. Be great. Here you go.